Charles and Leslie discussed the new law just signed into Georgia by Governor Kemp and its impact maybe on other key states. Enjoy. Charles, my man, what's happening, brother? Friday, man. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. It's another Friday. Um, first thing first, um, I want to give a shout out and much love to all the people that were affected by the tornadoes and severe weather uh, that happened in Mississippi up through Alabama, uh, even in some parts of Georgia. So definitely, definitely. Guys, in our prayers. Um, Charles, all eyes on voter suppression, man. Hmm. Well, Georgia's on my mind. Maybe Ray Charles can see him. You're going to have to lead us through this one. I I am a couple things. First of all, um, and I want to make sure. Uh, I call her name right because I know a lot of us have seen the images of the legisla- uh, legislator and the representative, I believe it was, and I don't have her name um, right in front of me at the moment, that got arrested um, at the Capitol while knocking on the governor's door as he was signing the bill. So I will look to find her name. But Charles, what's going on, man? What 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 in the heck is going on? Mm, looks like Republicans are overreaching and overreaching by a lot. Um, all of the things that Donald Trump said he wanted he are now law, thanks to Brian Kemp and the Georgia legislature. And what I mean by that is when Trump was asking for someone to step in and overturn the results, somebody to step in and challenge the count, somebody to step in and and just take a look at this. Uh, all the things that the Secretary of State wouldn't do because it was illegal, um, they have now made those things the law of Georgia. And by the way, if you stand in one of those long border lines in Georgia, it's not illegal to uh, for someone to pass you a bottle of water or give you a slice of pizza. Um, that's illegal, too. So, mm. You name it. Uh, drop boxes. Severely cut. Absentee voting. No longer uh, signature. Now you have to have a photo ID. Uh, Secretary of State will no longer be over elections in Georgia. They can remove him. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. These are too important to run through quickly. Let's go back. Let's take these one at a time. Um, because you've just hit some major things there. So let's go back. Let's rewind. Because hold on. First of all, let's deal with. What you said about if you're standing in a long voter line in Georgia, what can no longer what was happening in the last election and what can no longer happen? Let's start there. Yeah, well, you know, uh, there were people who stood in line upwards of 10 hours to vote in Georgia in this last cycle. And there were groups that provided water, that provided uh, a little quick meal so that they can maintain their place Uh, in this omnibus bill, which by the way was two pages when it was first proposed and yesterday was 95 pages and it passed and it was signed all in the same day. So that tells you, you know, it's something, something going on when when it goes like that. But yeah, the, the, the the mere act of helping a citizen who may be in line for a long time, not have to lose their place in line and start all over. Uh, 
he and I are going to be held criminally liable for passing them water or food. I mean, it's bad, brother. And it was Representative Park Cannon. I wanted mm -hmm. to make sure I got her name right that was arrested uh, after she continued knocking on Governor Kemp's door while he was signing the bill. So that's who it was, uh, Representative Park. Yeah, this sounds like, when, when, I mean, that sounds almost as absurd as, as uh, giving somebody a bottle of water or a slice of pizza. You get charges for knocking on the door? It does. I mean, and she's I, not only is she, I can see if she was a protester, she's right. an elected official, um, and she sits in the seat that Stacey Abrams once held. Right. Uh, so, it just none of this is making legitimate sense, other than the fact that uh, I warned you a long time ago that democracy was under assault, and this is what it looks like. You did. You did. I mean, listen. Um, I'm trying to pull up some of the some of the actual language in this bill, but this is very disturbing. So, guys, if you see me looking away, I'm just trying to pull up to get you as many facts as I can get you on this. But oh, yeah, and then another I, thing is they can replace local uh, local boards of election. So if you can if you can remove the secretary of state and you can arbitrarily replace the lo uh, local boards of election, that means if you don't like the results in Fulton County, you just throw them away and don't use them. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't the Secretary of State, state an elected position? Mm-hmm. It is, but as it, as far as it goes to elections in Georgia, now they have hamstrung that position. And if you think about it, it is a it's an overcorrection by a mile because it's everybody who did the right thing is being penalized in this new law. But I, I tell you this, even though it's an overreach, uh, the Republican Party is walking lockstep with this uh, all across the country. And so you need you need uh, federal legislation to counteract all of this, uh, because at this point, it means that the right to vote is not sacred. Let me just go through some of these, man. I mean, I, I got to tell you, until you told me about it, where we were going to tackle today, I mean, I hadn't had a chance to sit down and look at this. And this is very disturbing to me. Let me just run through some, and, and I know it's going to be to you, so let me just run through some of these things. So no, the first thing up, the new law allows for unlimited challenges to a voter registration. Right, so that means you're gonna have all of these people. You remember, you remember they kept wanting to be able to challenge and throw out the the votes in Fulton and yes, and other yes. other places that had high concentration of of African American, um, Hispanic AAPI population that didn't vote for their candidate of choice. Right, and I think Lindsey Graham even even uh, told the Secretary of State. Well, if you throw out all the absentee ballots, then and then let's go back and recount. So this is this is a manifestation of this. Another overcorrection. Another overcorrection. Yeah, I mean it's just opening Pandora's box based on race, really, and, and ethnicity-based challenges. This oh, but they would have you. They would have you say that it's good and patriotic. I mean, it's it's Jim Crow two I don't think anything with unlimited is ever going to be good and patriotic because now I can stall this process to infinity. Well, you don't right. have to stall it to infinity. You just have to stall it long enough until they can come up with the count that they want since they've taken the Secretary of State and the local local elections board pretty much out of play. Until they come up with what they want, then they can send it in how they want it. Well, get this one. Another one of the new provisions in this law is on mail-in voting. It says voters will now be required to provide either their driver's license or a state ID uh, number or a photocopy of their identification to cast a mail-in ballot. It also bans third-party groups from sending absentee ballot applications to voters and ends the use of portable polling sites like the mobile voting buses used in Democratic Fulton County last cycle. 
So I'm going, you're not going to be able to take the voting to the people. Right. Yeah. You, you're not going to be able to take the voting to your elderly. Well, then you're going to put all these restrictions on the mail-in ballot. Now, this is, I, I'm just, keep going, Charlie. I'm just reading through some of these, these outrageous things. Um, well, we already know the implications of adding uh, photo ID to to mail-in or absentee ballots. That's that aimed directly at black and brown people. Because we know income inequality and the disparities in the community, they know we are more likely than not uh, to have more people without that, thus disqualifying their vote. Charles, this this is very similar or, or feels very similar to Jim Crow. I just told you, Jim Crow 2.0. I, I mean, and then Governor Kemp, how coincidental is it that Kemp, Governor Kemp is up for re-election next year? Well, he has he has what he thinks is every incentive to to go along with this. Plus the right. fact that Failed President Trump is uh, threatening to have somebody run against him in the primary. And that uh, Stacey Abrams is still out there circling. He feels like he, he needs this. He doesn't need it. Let's just be honest. He, he needs it. But just because he needs it doesn't, doesn't make it right and doesn't make it fair. And, and, and <sighs> At this point, it's blatant. I mean, yeah, there's no way you can read this and come away from it feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about democracy in America. Because get this, this is Georgia, but there are 42 other states that have some form of suppressive uh, legislation proposed right now. So there are only 50 states in America. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's another question that comes up. Let's go to it. What can the federal government do about this? Very good question, Antonio. Um, For those of you who are not familiar, there's H.R. 1, which was passed in the House of Representatives, which is uh, essentially the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. So let me back up before I answer Antonio's question, because uh, in my class this morning, we had an interesting discussion, and I had a light bulb moment, Leslie. And this was my light bulb moment. I, you know, when I was hearing how bad this Georgia uh, law is, mm-hmm. it made me think about what uh, consequences are. And here are the consequences: when you don't, when you don't vote, when you don't take care of your community with your vote, when you don't exercise your vote. This is what happens. And what I mean by that is, as the as the judiciary has become more conservative, mm-hmm. you have things like, everybody is familiar with the Voting Rights Act that was put in place. Part of that was put in place to combat Jim Crow era tactics, like the counting test where they make you count the jelly beans, and not, yeah, jelly beans in a jar, or they make you do a reading exam or they make oh, you do Hold on, Charlie. I got to stop the presses because a comment just came through that disturbed me. So let me address this. Okay. My guy, brother, said, Robert, the pastor Robert G. Johnson says, yes, Leslie, your sister just told me you turned 50 today. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. It is not so. It is not so. <laughs> I'll say that for you. <laughs> I am 49. And, yeah. and, 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 and it, that's it. Now, yeah. now. We can talk about where she turned, but but I'm not quite there yet. So I I got at least three hundred and and and, and okay. Some but Liz, Liz, your birthday is not as important as these voting rights. That's right. But I just wanted to get to that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back to schedule right. program. Right. Okay. Okay. Y'all hold that. Y'all hold that one. <laughs> um, but yes, preclearance was a part of um, states. The worst actors having to go to DOJ before they propose any new changes to voting in their states. That was gutted. 
And what do you think is happening right now? Because there is no preclearance. They're um, making changes. <laughs> they're making changes. And interestingly enough, way back in 64, 65, when they passed the Voting Rights Act, uh, they had in the notes uh, that the need for preclearance was there because of the the new and ingenious ways to which uh, states may go to, to make changes to voting rights. Uh, and wouldn't you know that, you know, they argued and the conservative courts have gutted that those portions of the Voting Rights Act, and this goes to Antonio's question, we need all of that replaced at the federal level, and the only way to do that is to pass legislation. Now, I said a lot for a little, but let me finish one last paragraph. Okay, go for it. We have a, a conscious uh, crisis of magnitude in the United States Senate right now. There's 50-50, and Joe Manchin is talking about he wants to have 10 Republicans uh, come with him in order to for him to be a co-sponsor on H.R. 1. Not going to happen. If any of you heard the president's press conference uh, yesterday, the filibuster is going to have to be moved out of the way to vote on, on this issue. So that HR one, which is will be uh, SR one and SR four in the in the Senate, can get passed. And Joe Manchin is going to have to put on his big boy pants and get to protecting the right to vote. Because if Republicans were coming with you, you wouldn't have forty three states trying to enact voter suppression tactics into law right now. So it's either that, or we have to find somebody to run against Joe Manchin. You're right. I just pulled up an article, Charles, that talks about exactly what you were saying, and, I, and I'll give a synopsis of it right quick, but it basically says the U.S. Senate is presently considering the For the People Act already passed by the House, as you said, that would expand voters' rights, strengthen campaign finance laws, and limit partisan gerrymandering. Under the current Senate rules, it would need 60 votes to pass. In the same press conference, Biden indicated his willingness to reform the filibuster in order to pass legislation, which could prevent most um, precocious vote suppressing provisions in the new Georgia law and the others being considered in state legislatures across the country. So that just kind of sums up what you were referring to. Yeah, and then, I mean, it's like back to the future because we're talking about suppressive voter tactics, which is what Jim Crow was all about. That's I mean, we, t we had a whole show about Reconstruction, and Jim Crow was the was the actual roadblock and destruction of Reconstruction. And now we're talking about the filibuster in the Senate, which was Jim Crow, the way of blocking uh, right. right voter rights. Let's face it: how long did it did it block voter rights? How long, how long have that has that worked against the advancement of in that area, particularly? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been it's always been something, but it's never been called out like it's being called out now. Because um, now it's blatant. Now it's obvious. Now it's it's not even hidden or implied. It is on Front Street. <laughs> oh, it was it wasn't hidden in. Liz. It wasn't hidden. Everybody knew what time it was. I think well, with the advent of 24-hour news cycles, shows like ours all around the country, all around the world calling it what it is. It's racism. And it must end. Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean, it is what it is. Like you said, there's, there's no... You can't beat around the bush on this. It is no. what it is. And, I think, and I, think, I think like this when I'm approaching this issue. President Biden, again, said this. Now, you can like, you can like Joe Biden or not. I really don't care. That's not why we're talking about it. We're talking about the substance of it. And he was talking about the relationship between the United States and China. And he could have not been more right. I don't think 24 hours ago, he, he knew how right he was. He said right. The, right. The, next, the next race is the race between autocracy and democracy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you look at it, these type of suppressive tactics lead towards another Donald Trump but somebody who actually knows what they're doing, an autocrat. And is that what we really want for America? Yeah. I mean, good point, you know. Um, 
That's what it boils down to. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's that's exactly what it boils down to. And I hate to say I told you so, but I told you we're gonna have to keep our finger on the pulse in Georgia. You did, you did, you did. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't twenty minutes after we knew what the fate of the runoff election was that you looked at me and said, "If we're not ready to go right now, we're already already behind the fight." Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, let me go to that and get that up here. Kerry. Coach. What's up, Coach? <laughs> hey. Yeah, this of Washington, D.C. becoming the 51st state. Coach McCoy, long-time coach in the Jackson Public School District. Uh, big-time coach at Blackburn uh, Middle School and, and other places. Uh, I did my student teaching on on, on uh, Coach McCoy. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is what I would say, Coach. Again, uh, filibuster. We in order in order to get things done, we're gonna have to break through the the oppressive uh, minority rule of, of Mitch McConnell. And uh, Simpson Warnock spoke eloquently about this. Why is the minority uh, being treated as victors, pretty much, and calling the shots. It's it's mighty interesting that when Republicans are in control, they're ruthless. They'll do whatever to get done what needs to get done. And so Democrats got to get busy about making uh, progressive boldness uh, the the watchwords of the day. Because watch this: if DC becomes a state. Yeah, the Senate is flipped completely because that means you add two Senate seats, and that's the real reason for wanting to block it. Other than it's Chocolate City, baby, you know. <laughs> so you're you're saying that? Well, I mean, yeah, the power structure change, the balances of power really change. Yeah, if you make DC a state, then that means Puerto Rico is going to want to become a state. If yeah. that's the case, that's two. Then four new Senate seats, and those are not going to be Republican Senate seats, and that flips the Senate forever. And so the minority is making all type of threats to keep our eyes off of that. True. I can't. I, I can't dispute that at all. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Oh yeah. So. Do we have any more questions? Because I'm, I'm I'm a little heated today behind all of this. I know you are. All right. So let me go there. Let me see what else we got out here. I don't know if Andre. Oh, Unity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and, and peep this, uh, Andre. Not only is Unity an issue, the budget. And and how much deficit becomes an issue? Oh yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, you, now you, we you can start about spending. Yeah, you you can pass one point nine trillion dollars in tax cut for the top one percent, uh, but when the Democrats turn around and do that same one point nine percent for the middle and low class, right? Oh, well, you know they're they're blowing out the deficit, and our children are not going to be able to pay that debt. You had no concerns about that four years ago, buddy. No. And, and and let's be honest, they don't have any concern about it now. It's just who's in power. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's the other question, right? What state is going to be next? Because we know Georgia's just the first. It's not the last. Did you not hear me? There are. I heard you. I, just, I, heard you. I just want you to say it again. There are 42 other states to include Michigan, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, all the states that were in question that Trump did his whole spiel that ended up leading us to an insurrection uh, on January 6th. Right. All of those states are using that big lie to say that there were irregularities and there need to be changes to, to uh, voting in their states. That's fine. But here's the problem, right? You Of those 42 states, not all 42 have the power in the legislature to get it done. 
So Georgia had it. I mean, if you look at the vote, it was the vote was by party line. What was it? Uh, Thirty by party line. It's going to be by, by party line in those places as well. What I'm telling you is those Republican-led states are more than likely going to go for this type of setup because guess what? What Joe Manchin is not taking into account, or either he is and he's trying to play everybody, the Republican Party, the National Republican Party, uh, has people in place on a committee right now who are part of Stop the Steal, who are pushing for restrictive uh, laws to be put in place on voting rights because they know they have lost the popular vote in the presidency uh, for the last several cycles and it's not going to get any better. So right. instead of coming right. with better candidates uh, and swaying more voters, no, right. we'll just right. fix it where we take voters out of the equation. No doubt. I mean, that's what they're doing. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But, but like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Pennsylvania, they don't have the votes in Pennsylvania to do it. They yes, don't have the votes in... Yes, they do. They do? Yes. They control the House and the Senate in Pennsylvania? Go look. They have enough votes to put this type of thing forward. That's what I'm telling you. But can they pass it, though? Yes. Go look it up. Doing it right now. It's already happening. Michigan. It's it, they're they're trying it in Michigan. They may not have the trifecta. That's what you're asking me. Not just the House and Senate. That's what makes Georgia unique. Is they have all three. Right. That yeah. Yeah. They have all three. Yeah. But all they need is two. Right. Well, there you go. And you're gonna have some problems. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna. You're going to have some problems. They can do it with two if they have enough majority with two. Otherwise, they'll get a veto at the top and send it back. So they have to have enough to override the veto. But I, I didn't realize, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the list here, I didn't realize they had control of that much. Yes, they do. We got to get busy about flipping some of these state houses. Yeah. Because um, now you see the bigger dilemma. We've been focused all on federal elections, and that's why I told you we have to be ramped up year-round. Here it is. Uh, as of February, <laughs> February 26, 2021, Republicans control 54.21% of all state legislative seats nationally, while Democrats held 44.9%. Republicans held majority in 61 chambers, and Democrats have a majority in 37 chambers. Now you see the issue. Houston? We have a problem. As my mother just said, I'm sitting there with her, and she's uh, she's watching the show with me uh, as we do it. And she said, all politics is local. Yeah, I mean, that blew my mind. I mean, I, I guess even I hadn't my eye on this and that's why we do the show to keep all of us uh familiar i'm, I'm gonna pull it up right here because it's just literally <laughs> sent chills going through me um uh, but here's the breakdown um look at this map this shows it all this is scary scary here um let me pull it up everything in red well 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 what do we have here Republican control. Mm-hmm. That's, we got a lot of work to do. Indeed we do. So, you know, you, you know, sometimes people always say, well, show me what you're talking about, make it plain. You know, old school used to say, make it plain. That's, a, that's about as plain as it gets. <laughs> yeah, that's a scary sight. That's scary. And so, um, Going back, Charles, I know we had the question earlier, but I know we've had some people join since then. I want you to go back and kind of re-bring up Antonio's question, and I'm going to put that back about what can the federal government do about this and restate that again uh, just to bring viewers up to speed on what uh, President Biden is doing and what the federal plan is. Well, you need to get the John Lewis Voting Rights Act passed and passed immediately because you need some type of codification of rights and norms that are going to protect people 
across the country because as these states, which you just saw the map, man, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's a national, it's a national crisis, and they have put their heads together and said, okay, fine, we're not gonna win the presidency, we're not gonna have control of the United States Senate, and we're not gonna have control of the House. We'll move down to the states and have control of that, and we'll change it right there. Charles, you know there used to be a song that said, "Please don't call nine one one." Yeah. When I look at this map, I want to say, please call 911. Right. 911 to every minority in the nation, we got a problem. <laughs> we have a huge problem because they are doing an end run around the federal government and using what's in place. Now, you can't get mad with them for using what's in place, but this is why that terminology of all politics is local is so important. And this is where those states with these small populations have so much power when it comes to the federal government because they keep sending Republicans to take care of their interests and that right. creates a minority dominant position. Yeah. And when you look at this, yeah, because their whole constituency is, is pretty much except for one person is, is Repu Republican. So, but, but think about this, this, this also shows the, the, the even a crisis at large and just how really how dynamic the national presidential election was election in Georgia how unlikely that was because when I look at this map do you understand that means that that we won nationally in a lot of places that are controlled locally red yes but here's here's the thing about Georgia now now they have always monkeyed with the levers. That's what that's how Stacey Abrams is not governor right now. Uh right. Brian Kemp was once Secretary of State and he messed with the levers of, of power. He scrubbed people from the road just in time to keep them from voting for Stacey. Right. Well, he's doing the same thing again now. Right. He, so he, he had making sure they changed the law so right. those people that voted last time can't exactly. vote for Stacey next time. Come on. Right. So so don't be fooled now. I mean, this is how it goes, but uh, because of Atlanta's position, because of the metroplex, because of the influx of uh, minority population, it's still, here's what I would say though, if there's one silver lining on the ground in this, is that people are not gonna take this land down and people are gonna vote. You give us new rules, we're gonna do what we gotta do. I mean. But it makes it a dicey proposition because now that what they're saying is not only are we threatening your right to vote, we're threatening the right for your vote to count. You may vote and we may snatch it from you anyway. Hey, Charles, here it is. Right? Here's another number. Let me put this. This is just bad. It's bad news. This is like the bad news bears all over again here. Mm -hmm. um, look at this. Let me blow that up. Um, so, state senates. Look at that. 1,085 to 866. Mm -hmm. State houses, 2917 to 2449. And, and let me just tell you, and, and I'll take myself for right here. I would have assumed that we controlled the houses by a lot, that we were lagging behind in the Senate. I had no idea we were losing in both of them. Yes. And that's, that's, that's that's scary. Yes, but here's 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 one way of looking at this. If you back out, uh, you know, I like to always talk about the thirty thousand foot view. Yep. If you back out and you put that map back up, um, think about this: issues issues with vaccination. Does it look familiar? Look at the map. Yeah, it does. It does. Issues with, issue with coronavirus testing. Does it look familiar? Take a look at the map. Issues with voting rights. Does it look familiar? Look at the map. Unfortunately. Issues confronting uh, equal pay for equal work when it comes to women rights. Does it look familiar? These are the people who are blocking it. When it and comes to women. Guess what else look? Uh, gun, gun rights. Gun oh, rights. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going down through the whole list. Gun rights. Immigration. Minimum wage. Taxes. Tax policy. Climate change. Does it look for me? 
Is this starting? To, is this starting to make sense to you? Yeah, as very the man Max was saying on Gladiator, are you not entertained? <laughs> now I'm not entertained, but I am pissed. Yeah, take some action about it because I mean I don't I don't think I don't think holistically as a as as a minority population, and I mean all minority, I don't think we really understand this number right here that we're looking at. I don't think that I don't think. I don't think we have brand awareness around this number. Mm -hmm. I, did. I mean, as much as I look at this stuff, you'd have had me dead to the right if you would have had, if I would have had to predict or uh, uh, answer a true false question. I've been wrong all day long. This is the type of stuff that we have to fix, and we have to get about the business of fixing it right now because they're doing an end running around the federal government because the federal government actually does good things. If, right. you look at this, if you look at this COVID relief package, it is bipartisan because the people need it, want it, and are using it. And guess what? Let's be honest. 78% of Republicans wanted to stem this package. Right. But when you have stuff like that, it cuts against the grain of pictures like this. Yeah. Well, we got some questions. So let me, I'm going to leave this map up because it's just people need to look at it for a minute. Let Third me, up from huh? Yeah, it's good trouble. Good trouble. Yeah. We, got, we got to deal with it. Um, let's go. The bird says he thinks it's going to backfire on them. I'd like to know how you think, why you think that, Brother Bird. Oh, I'm with, I'm with Brother Reginald Bird. I'm with him. Happy, happy chop today, brother. Yep. I know what your view on it. I love to hear what Bird's position and why he thinks it's yeah, going to I think, I think it's, uh, it's going to backfire for this reason. Will you overreach to that scale? You piss people off on your in your party, and yeah. so regular voters are going to have a problem, especially when they know how long the lines are in in uh, the Atlanta area. Right. And then get this, get this: all of these new rules in Georgia. Who was in control of the last election? Of the last two elections? The, the last three elections? The Republicans. Right. So basically, you saying we we suck at winning? So. We got to change the rules again. Yeah, pretty much. Well, let me see. Uh, Brother Conley says, how do you now get rural people with a, without a state-issued ID to vote? Well, that's the point. You're going to have point. to apply. You're going to have to start applying for those uh, IDs right now in order to catch up. Mm -hmm. And he's I mean, got a very valid point. I mean, we grew up in rural America. You know, people will drive and operate and conduct business and have bank accounts and all kinds of stuff without an ID. Yep. <laughs> Just a fact of life. And they know that. Yep. But they also know that the overwhelming majority of those people that vote, vote Democrat. Yeah. And so, they, they, so they, they, have, they have collected that intel right. and now they're weaponizing it. I mean, I I can't be mad at them, but we 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 gotta we gotta respond to it because it's, it's education. Um, but this this map, this map tells a story. This map tells the reality of America and the ugly truth about America, the part that we don't like to look at sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's got to be some answers to this because you know, just like you said, not only are minorities going to stand in those lines, they are too. No, without a doubt. It's going to be interesting. Um, there's a pissing out their constituents and they're not going to vote. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also I would add to that uh, when you piss us off now, we're we going to fight back. Especially now. I mean, they may have been able to intimidate us in the 60s. Not now. You can't intimidate us now. No. No, it's a different ballgame. It's a different ball game. So, man, I mean, this is so. Here, and here's what I think. And you know, I'm I'm in Texas, and Texas Texas has been doing some very stupid things lately, anyway. So I can see them jumping on, jumping on this bandwagon uh, just from the comments Ted Cruz was making uh, just earlier this week. I mean, oh yeah, they're they, definitely afraid of us. They're yeah. definitely afraid of us. We're not afraid of them, and we're going to win. Because we're gonna put pedal to the metal, we're gonna go out there and get the votes. And somebody got to get to Joe Manchin and tell him, "Hey, hey, bro, what you're doing is not working." 
They're not. They have a national strategy at this point. So either you're gonna be with them, or you're gonna be with us. Right. Make a decide. Make a decision. Which side of the sidewalk you gonna be on? And considering he may be coming up for re-election soon, he may better. He might want to watch that in case we decide to recruit uh, Mr. Justice. Look up Mr. Justice and, and put his stuff up there. <laughs> Who is that? Richest man in West Virginia. He's he's considering maybe he wants to run for United States Senate. Oh, guarantee you, Joe Manchin will start uh, being a uh, <laughs> uh, very active on the scene because he's gonna need some support. So we need to get that going right now. Either he's gonna do it or he's gonna get replaced. So, so you're talking about the great governor of West mm-hmm. Virginia, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is. Uh, a billionaire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and That's right. You know what? You got a point there. And and let me say this: I do like the governor. I like his comments when he came out, even with the mask mandate. He said, "Why are we in a hurry?" <laughs> he pulled out that little man. He said, "This little thing right here has been saving lives. Why are we in a hurry? We're gonna open up. Why are we in a hurry? Mm-hmm. We're almost there." Same one that said, why Why should Joe Biden do a small package? He needs to do a big package. Go yep. as big as you possibly can. Yep. Yep. It made sense. It made sense. So Manchin might want, might want to watch his six and get it together because if Justice decides that he wants that seat, it's going to be hard to keep it from him. Yeah. If Justice decides he wants that seat, I don't think Manchin can keep it from him. Yeah. Big bank take little bank every day of the week. All day. <laughs> all day twice on sunday right. so wow um a lot of information today now you see why i turned down your other show topic yeah i do i do this is as the former president will say this is huge yeah i mean this this is the kind of stuff that if this doesn't call you to take action and get involved, then nothing will, right? Because literally, our kids' future, mm-hmm. everything is wrapped up in this. And these are decisions, local decisions that affect that. that we've seen it with the mask mandate lifted. These are local, these are local decisions that are being made that affect you and affect me and affect everybody right immediately. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at that map. Yeah, these voter laws, registration. Go back and look at that map, and it, and it gives you a perfect explanation for why we've been stuck in the house for a year, because of people doing stuff at these local levels. Uh, hey, that map speaks to a lot of the ills in the world today. Yeah, come on. My niece wants to say hello to everybody. Hey. hey. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm, how are you? Hey. <laughs> I, I'm well. I'm pissed off looking at this map, though. Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Maya Manley. I'm, this is my uncle. I'm his niece. Um, I'm 20. I go to Tulane in New Orleans, and I study anthropology, African studies, and Spanish. That's so right. y'all send some prayers up for me so I can finish. <laughs> uh, you don't need it. You're in good shape. You're going to knock it out the box. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Right. So, a couple of days, Charles. So, not only this is this is horrible, right? That's that's not good. <laughs> you can't stop looking at it, can you? Finally, a visual representation for a lot of the things that we have arguments about on a daily, <laughs> in a whole new context, huh? Yeah, let's go to comments. This is really, I mean, I this man, mm, read this one, Charles. I'm just. If I'm in Foxworth in East Columbia, who's going to open up the rural center or Duckworth Park and register the elder to get state IDs? Or should I say Foxworth, Georgia, and Hub, Georgia? And well, I mean, here's what here's what you have, uh, and that is an apropos uh, analogy for those of us who grew up in Mississippi. Uh, that is going to occur all over the state of Georgia in the rural areas, especially because we know how hard it is to get everything we need out to those rural areas. Yes. 
the one one silver lining that I would that I would say about Georgia that makes it unique is that they have national and state level organizations with tons of funding that are used to doing guerrilla warfare on getting registrations done, on getting people to the polls. So this is they're they're in the fight. And uh, some of the things that were supposed to be in this new law, uh, such as taking away souls to the polls, Sunday voting was shot down because of those groups. Now, there's going to be a reckoning in Georgia because a lot of the big businesses like Delta is one of the large, it's the largest, yes, the largest black employer in Georgia, isn't it? Uh, and they, yeah. and they, didn't, they took a stand saying that they believe in black lives, believe black lives matter. Uh, but this is something that directly affects black lives at a at a atomic level. Yeah. So no, no, no. all of those businesses who 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 put up lip service and then they let this fly by under the radar, they've got to answer the bell. Coca Cola, Home Depot, uh, you know. The music, the music, and and uh, the music and movie industry, which is now pretty much uh, ground zero in Atlanta, all of them are going to gonna have to put up. Yeah, I mean, this is this is we gotta go to work. I mean, there's just no easy way to put it. No, we gotta go to work, and and I'm looking at. You know, here's the other picture. And you know, we when we talk about getting in good trouble, we we all collectively have got to start getting into some good trouble, and we got to do it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just want to salute Representative Cannon for getting in some good trouble, not not being afraid to get in some. Good I mean, trouble. but now look at this picture. Look at this picture, and tell me what is wrong with this. The inequalities of this picture. You have three officers arresting her for knocking on a freaking door. Yes. But the people stormed our house in Washington on January 6th, and they have to go out and find these people because they let them go because they were white. Right. Right. <laughs> They've got to ask for the public's help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is I mean, this is a visual representation of again, again, of where we are and how skewed it is. And I don't mean to make everything about race, but you can clearly see the race in it. Yeah. And then I, you know, I sent her to, she is an embarrassment. Cindy Hyde Smith, you know, saying that uh, you can't vote on the Sabbath. And she don't, she doesn't even know why that was in the Bible. She's trying to quote Bible verses and mixing them up. I want her to get up, get back into uh, Bible study this summer and see if she can't figure that out. <laughs> well, and then you know, the other thing I want to do is. In, uh, how many counties in the state? How many states? Yeah, a long way to go. Now she's talking about. Now get this. Now she's getting ready to travel to the border and talk about the immigration crisis. She couldn't travel to Jackson to talk about the water crisis, which are your people. Right, right, right. Enough said. Enough said. I mean, listen. There it is, right there. Your people have gone for weeks without water. You know where to be found. Nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be heard from, but you you going to the board? That's right. Okay. I understand. I understand. Yeah, they went down there today for a photo op. Yeah, I with bulletproof vests and uh, escorts and the whole nine, like somebody's checking for them. And like I'm I'm with, I'm with Joe Biden 100 on this. Nobody is walking a thousand miles because Joe Biden is a nice guy. Right. I mean that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but right. that's the that's what they're pushing. If you decide to send your your seven or eight year old or nine year old on a thousand uh, mile journey by foot, it's got to be desperate. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. Look, look, man. All right, let me let me put it like this: How hungry do you have to be, Charles? How hungry do you have to be to start eating? your shoe laced and sufficing for food how hungry do you have to be that's probably that's probably a level of hungry you've never even thought of in your mind right that that that's what i think about that statement that is mm -hmm. the most ridiculous statement 
it has no logical value at all. It, it's like what? Okay, like really, like that, that right there. I don't even know how you do know At least you know they don't really care about the kids or the people. Um, so you know, it's about photo ops for them. Indeed, indeed, mm -hmm. indeed. Uh, Any more comments that we need to address right now, Leslie? Yeah, uh, get the comments in, guys. Get the comments in. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think you've got no. I think we're we're all <laughs> on comments. <laughs> so just hit me with your comments. So Charles, and I'm I'm leaving this picture up here for a moment because th this is the picture op that I'm looking at right now. It says a whole lot to me. She was knocking on the door. She didn't have a weapon. She didn't. She didn't make a definitely threat. didn't have bear spray. She <laughs> she didn't make a threat. She was knocking on the door. She was getting in good trouble. Getting in good trouble. But the irony is, you mean to tell me it take three officers oh, you to know they got arrest them. somebody that was not even violent? Yeah, I mean, I mean, furthermore, she's an elected official. She's not right. going to do anything to that man. man. But then here's the larger question. Why does she have to knock on the door for you to sign a bill? You had to, It was so bad you had to sign it in secret in some Right, because usually, usually they sign it out in the open. <laughs> right. So it was that bad. It stinks so bad you had to sign it in, in, this, in some special place. Well, of course it did. They, they knew it was bad. They knew it was bad. I mean, look, it was bad. They knew it was bad. It was bad. Unlimited challenge. Changes to the local the local canvassing board. Changes to the Secretary of State's involvement in elections in Georgia. They even went so so far as to as to shorten the runoff time from nine weeks to four weeks because they feel like Democrats had an unfair advantage because Democrats actually got out and registered new voters and and logged uh, votes and talked to the people. Why is it? How is it Democrats' fault? You you had the same opportunity. So now they change it from nine weeks to four weeks. It's blatant. So I don't know. And I don't know where that leaves us other than we have to fight and we got to start fighting right now. I'm not sure what happened to Leslie. Maybe he's having a technical issue right this second. But um, I've said my piece. I hope you've heard me because it's a call to action. Can't just sit by and watch it and say, woe is me, because this happens, it's aimed directly at all of us. It may be happening to Georgia, but everybody else is on the clock. I heard everything you said. Couldn't agree with you more. Everybody is on the clock. Yes, sir. With that being said, if there's nothing else, Liz, I think we stop it right there. I mean, I think we we put more into that small segment than we have into a lot of shows. Yeah, and I, and I think that it was a lot to say. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, let me see. Uh, got one more question here. Um, Two felonies. Not one, two felonies. Wait a minute, Charles. Wait a minute. Wait. Go <laughs> look up her charges. She has two major felonies. Okay, let me see if I can find that. Um, Disrupting General Assembly and some other type of obstruction charge. And took her right on off to jail. I'll stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I know I'm right on this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They arrested her. 
Here's what she said. She was arrested. She was with several other protesters. Now, they listen to her as a protester. I don't even see how you call this a protester because she, she has a right to be there as an elected official. Here was her request when she knocked on Kemp's door, saying that the public should be allowed to witness the announcement of the bill signing. And they should. Yes. You signing a bill that affects all of the public, they should be allowed to know about that. That's all she was saying. She won't be convicted, Bird, but yeah, I mean, I, those crimes wouldn't wouldn't affect your right to vote. Those are not listed uh, on any type of list that I'm aware of, but she won't be convicted. That's That's got to be thrown out. She's an elected official, so she can't talk to another elected official? Yeah. Yeah. You got your point on that. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, none of that makes sense. Well, it does make sense from this standpoint. They they came to Washington and wrecked the place, and killed five people, um, but she knocked on the door. So obviously she's got to be charged with felonies and taken to jail right away because uh, she's a protester. Oh, that doesn't right. make, that does, you know, miss me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. False equivalencies. So now they can run the Fox media and say, uh, oh, she's she's protesting. She's got to be a bad actor. Yeah, this won't yeah. cover. This won't cover up Brian, Officer Brian Sicknick's death from um, January sixth and anybody else's. So stop with that. Agreed. And on the way out the door, let me tell you this: Dominion voting systems sued Fox News today for one million dollars. I did see that. And. Oh, yeah. And they announced that this won't be the last suit. No, no. So let's see how let's see how quick they keep up with the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that means so now they have sued what what did they sued? They sued uh Georgia, right? Yep. They sued uh they got about three or four suits out right now. Yeah, yeah, they got a bunch of them out. So Charles. What should we, what should the average citizen, what can we do um, to get into good trouble to play our part in turning this around? Well, we need to, we need to know the facts, which we're here to provide them for you, but you got to go out and do your own research as well. And we got to talk to each other because a lot of people had no idea that this was even happening. And so we got to stay plugged in. We can't, we got to stop with these extended victory laps. Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. And there's an old political hand. I told you right after we started, we saw the results, the way they were leaning. I said, we got to get ready, man. This we it's gonna be on and popping in Georgia in 22. And look at look at it now. It's it's, it's headed that way. You did say that. I mean, you did. No. We gotta stay engaged. We gotta stay active. I don't know no better way to say it. Yep. Player to player, pimp to pimp. That's all we that's all we go got. Ahead. Charles, no you need. got the last word. Go ahead and go ahead and send us out. Well, as I said before, this is a call to action. I mean, now that you know, what are you gonna do about it? of uncertainty it is during these times that we stand on the foundation of a resilient tiger nation that has always prevailed during turbulent times from the civil unrest on our campus 50 years ago to a new reality of today 
We are still tiger strong and we have much to be proud of. Proud of a diverse student body of scholars, leaders, artists, and athletes who are top, talented, and trained. Proud of a faculty and staff who are committed to challenging minds and changing lives. And proud of our 2020 graduates who have proven that they are ready to make an indelible mark in their chosen professions. Jackson Fair. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you have an idea, a thought, a goal, and just don't know how to get started, hit us up at chatwithless.com and schedule a time that works for you. And we'll figure it out together.